Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. I am your host, Cecia Falcon, and welcome to Parenting in Queens. This podcast is dedicated to all parents doing their very best to raise their children in the midst of all the noise. Listen to everyday stories from parents who are truly making a difference in their children's lives, workspace, and community. I hope that these stories inspire you to make this parenting journey much more memorable and enjoyable. In this episode, we will listen to another birth story by Now. She's an amazing mom. But before we dive into our episode, I would love to shout out our reviewer of the week. And the name is Anushe Hashu. The title is Love the Podcast. And she says, As a parent, every day we learn something new. And listening to parenting stories really makes me think and learn new things. Thank you for having it. And it's good we have to share our stories to people who really care and love. Thank you so much, Anusha. So please, if you're listening to this episode, I would love for you to leave a review. I love listening to them and listening to the feedback. So now we can tune in to our new episode. Thank you so much for Okay, so for today's episode, I'm with Nao. And she's one of our clients from with Recare. And I was able to contact her through my midwives, Sharon Carol. And she's going to share with us a little bit about her birth story with her daughter. Now she's three and a half, yes. right? So can you tell us a little bit about why you chose a home birth? When we were at early mid-20s we got to watch um, Business of Being Born which is a famous documentary about midwives in New York and um, that you know like uh, taught us so much about birth and uh, about the choices we can make. Before that we did not know such an, such option is there like I thought you know people give birth at hospitals but after watching that it made sense that birth Pregnancy is not sickness, so why do you have to go to the hospital? <laughs> this it's not a treatment we need, you know. So um, that's why we immediately after watching we thought that's an option for us and that's what we want. And uh, since we watched it together, my husband and I, so we together felt really confident too that um, this is what we want. Um, and then, uh, and then a couple of years later, I, I got to be pregnant, so um, we actually didn't know how to start the process, but I had a, um, I have a friend whose daughter-in-law chose home birth, and um, so, so my friend, um, she's a little older than me, but she's in her 80s already, but um, uh, I had to contact her and um, ask her for because you know how in this culture and in, in this country you have to have uh, like you go to a doctor and they introduce you to another doctor I thought that's how it happens I went to my doctor and I was like I want to do a home birth and he looked at me crazy he was like why how <laughs> okay then, like you know he would like, refer you refer, to a midwife yeah. I understand so um of course that was not the case so I was already stuck there so I had to ask this um uh, my friend's daughter-in-law for uh, 
like how do I start the process and she was like oh go search you know and then start contacting them directly and I was like oh wow that's how you do it <laughs> it's a so, different world yeah yes. it was a different world um so as soon as I I got that response I think I was in like um like around eight weeks when I started to reach out to a couple of midwives and um Cheryl and Kara were the first one that I or my husband and I interviewed together yeah it's so uh, to me it's so amazing that your husband just went bored with it so quickly because usually it's like the women and then trying to make the like convince the husband to be on the same side so was were you guys exposed to it um at all like about not here in the united states but maybe in japan like about what of a natural home birth not too much they there uh they do it in japan too but we didn't have like close friends or people that we know who chose that option so it, it wasn't more like we don't like the hospital we, we both do not enjoy the hospital environment where you know like random people I mean they're nurses and doctors but you don't really know them and they just walk in and out and they check you they touch you the the room is really bright and the smell is very chemical uh, because we've been trying to live um, as natural as possible so like at home I don't keep um, harsh chemicals but um, so I think that because of those reasons it was easy for us to welcome the idea yeah so there was no convincing necessary it was it was like we both were exposed together and then that minute we're like we should do that <laughs> yeah that's so good and did you because most of the time whenever we choose something different like yeah. this um we try to keep it away like as a secret did you did you was it the same for you um well luckily um the friends i have um were all into like homeopathic medicines and like they don't like go to go into like the western doctors they go to like acupunctures and so they're they're exposed to those already so it wasn't um uh it wasn't I, I didn't feel like they thought I'm crazy when I said I'm I'm really interested in this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that was that was nice. Yeah, it was really great. And also to parents. Um Yeah, was, how did you yeah, how did your parents react? <laughs> because um I we we didn't get to like um you know, check the fine details, but I think my husband's family thought we're doing this option because we cannot afford to go to a hospital <laughs> okay and it's usually the opposite yes, right? yes. so so um they were like are you are you do you need money like are you financially okay so like they did not know that it was actually more expensive to choose this route yes um but we didn't really announce that like it's not like it was more like for our um, comforting and health reasons that we're choosing but when when we when my mom-in-law said are we financially okay like I, I could immediately think like oh she she probably thinks <laughs> right because yeah. well I, yeah that's very reasonable thing yes. to, to think because yeah. before of course that was the time yeah that's so funny. and because and, America is known for like very pricey hospital right you know, services so insurance um, everything's yeah. very expensive <laughs> That's but so um, idea wise, that um, they were not against, and also because like um, my mother's parents were also born at home. It's that generation that they didn't have, they didn't go to hospital to give birth. 
So, um, and because those generations were still there, so I, I think it wasn't a shock to them. Okay, yeah. that's very good. Yeah. So you felt a little bit more of a support within your yeah, circle like of friends. Yeah, like a neutral, yeah. I mean, from France, very supportive, but from family, it was neutral. Like, they're not against, they're not really, like... Like yeah, home birth. Like they're not too supportive. Excited, but it's, right? It's okay. Yeah. It but was, as long as they didn't like they, yeah. try to convince you no. out of it, basically, yeah. that's very good. So you were mentioning that um, you know you're from Japan and your husband's also from Japan. And how did you meet? Oh. Because before talking, you said that you guys live different in different areas of away yes. from Japan so how did you guys meet so um I went to an international school in New York City where um the school provided an extracurriculum Japanese class in the after school like once a week and he didn't go to that high school when he came to New York but he came to that specific class to um study mother tongue Japanese um and that's where we met <laughs> so we met in high school Oh, wow. Yeah. So how long have you guys known each other? Uh, so, um, like, since, like, 17. Wow. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yes. That's very good. So yeah. you guys are going through everything together. Yeah, yeah. So you guys met in New York City? Yes, we met in New York City. Okay. Yeah. And how was uh, planning, like, the wedding? Because I know... Oh, uh, did we you guys go very... to Japan? No, so we had visa issues. It's, it's so uh-huh. not romantic. This... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because of our visa status, we could not leave the country. Um, so, um, so we just we just decided to go to Hawaii because that we thought it was like the most romantic place <laughs> in the country. It is. It's very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's be- it was beautiful. So, and we can do like honeymoon there too. So, right. So we did like a very quick one, like dry, and then just go to city hall like after we come back and celebrate it. Um, um. So the family flew over. Well, so it was like later on they came and like we had dinner together, but it wasn't like the like huge ceremony we did. It okay. was like a quick, like just get the paper done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But sometimes those kind of marriages work a lot better. Like, I've known so many people that, you know, they already know, like, they want to get married and they don't make, like, a, this huge party or anything like that. They make something small. And yeah. Their marriage lasts for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm sorry to um, go back to uh, the home birth. So, how was your pregnancy um, like? Because for to qualify for a home birth, you need to be healthy you know a low risk uh, yeah, person so. so how did you take care of yourself well um um i mean before pregnancy i made sure my I, i'm as healthy as possible so i did a lot of cleansing and also like i, I exercised um regularly so i was not you know uh, and I, I kept my diet very natural um Nothing's like I'm, I'm sure I had processed food here and there, but I tried it to avoid as much as possible, and also like sugar, um, yeah, th- those things I avoided. So, um, that's what I kept also when I was pregnant, too. So, um, I, I think those helped me a lot, yeah. What was like something like a typical day of like eating would it be like like what was your breakfast or lunch oh, so, or dinner? Um, for us um 
Uh, well, it's a long story if I say everything, but I, I met a healer before I got pregnant. Okay. Who introduced me to um, GAPS diet. It's G-A-P-S. Oh, do you, do you know? Yeah, oh, I know okay. a little bit. Um, so, um, and she is a healer who, um, a lot of her clients are families whose children are injured from, like, chemicals and vaccinations. It's really sad, but she, she uh, treats them amazingly, and, and she... I mean, that's the whole uh, reason the GAPS diet was, like, introduced. So, um, so uh, even though I did not have health issues, I thought it's good to follow the diet since it cures our gut, which is, like, the core to our health. So, uh, and the, the biggest thing, I mean, there are two biggest um, elements of the GAPS diet. One is the bone broth, homemade, homemade bone broth. Uh, and the other one's fermented food. So um, from, I think, like two or three years before pregnancy, I was, uh, I started to do those. Uh, my husband and I, like, he makes it too. Um, oh, wow. So my, my breakfast is usually uh, a broth that we make it into miso soup uh, uh, with eggs, like, um, like poached eggs or, like, egg drops or, like, whatever you like. Um... Yeah, and then um, a little like side like fermented um, sauerkraut or something like that. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah, I think once you know, like, learn how to make bone broth, either chicken or beef, whatever. It's really easy, yeah. Then you can just make anything. Yeah, yeah. From there, like soups or like you said, have breakfast. Yeah. So it's. Uh, do you still continue yeah, to yeah, do I bone do. broth? Yeah, we we make. I think. Um, like twice a week or something we use this huge uh pot um with filtered water and then um bunch of bones that we buy like we buy like chicken feet <laughs> from this um uh, uh market in union square that they handle the chickens very amazingly and um and we put like vegetables like onions celery, carrots and anything that we feel like we want to put it in and yeah and just uh the the important part is make sure it's cooked for more than 24 hours so that when it when you um after it reaches the room temperature when you turn off the heat and then you put it in the fridge and it the the soup will gel so that's that's what cures our god so yeah so even though you were having a healthy lifestyle, the caps diet really helped you to be a lot, you know, a lot healthier. Yeah. And then you were able to um, get pregnant, you think? Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, I've really read all about it because I think in all, for, I come from Peru, so mm-hmm. in our cultures we use a lot of like stock and yeah. things like that and we call it caldo. Like the the soup, and then mm-hmm. we make everything. So now there's a an awakening, right, for yes. all people like trying these things. Yeah, traditional foods coming yeah, back. It's yeah, it's coming back. Do you remember um, what else you did that was different from your pregnancy that maybe like would stand out to anyone listening? Well, so um, uh, about fermented foods, like I make sauerkraut, kvass, also uh, yogurt. Um, in GAPS um, diet, they recommend you to do, uh, so usually store-bought uh, yogurt has been fermented like 5-6 hours, but they the GAPS diet recommends more than 24 hours for this too, because it breaks down casein, the, the milk protein, which is hard to digest, so um, I started to make homemade yogurt, 
yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, it is. It's easy because it sounds easy. intimidating. No, it's not. But I, you know, once you try it, you just like heat it up, and then it has to be at a certain temperature, yeah. and then come back to another temperature, and then you mix it with. A it's culture, not even that. Right. Uh, no, what I do is just pour milk, uh-huh. a tablespoon of yogurt, like a starter, right, and then like shake it a little. And I have this um, yogurt maker, like it, it looks like a UFO thing that came with little jars, but okay. I'm not using those little jars. I, I use like um, the the mason jar, like the half gallon, the big one. Okay. Um, so that's where I put the milk and the starter and just leave the, the jar on, on this UFO, like the base where that heats it up. Okay. And just forget and about it? it for like a day and come back. It's done. And it's done. It's oh, done. Wow. Like everything I do is very, very easy. So because other than otherwise, I, I won't be able to continue. You know, I make sure those are re- very like simple steps and not like strenuous and yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> anyone listening, like, oh, I I really don't have time to be in the kitchen and cooking, but like, like you mentioned, like the stock, you just put everything in the pot yeah, and, and you forget it. Too. You forget about it until yeah. like the next day yes. and you strain it, and then you have yeah. all these things that you can create during the week, right. and then the yogurt would be fine. I think the sauerkraut would be the one that would be a little bit more Not time because really. you have to cut it. Oh, I buy the mix it. Pulse, pulse, oh, pulse. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm learning all these tips. <laughs> <laughs> so you do with with the pulse, yeah, with pulsing. the food processor. And if you, you don't have, have a to chop like like a little smaller, you mm-hmm. can't just put like a whole chunk of um, cabbage. I think they have to be like a little hand size. But yeah, pulsing a couple times and then put in the container. I I again use the mason jar, the big one that the white moths so on my hand can go in. So you just put the whole cabbage in, um, and salt and a little water. Um, the salt has to be three percent of the weight of the the cabbage, so you have to control that. But other than that, it's it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very. Those are very good tips. So you used to do a lot a lot of that um, cleansing before um, getting Pregnancy, pregnant, and yeah. once you got pregnant, you just introduced it. You just continued yeah, to do just it because continue. it's still very beneficial. Yes. Um. Once, what was like? How was your first trimester like? It was the I know easiest it's... thing. Yeah. I, I kept forgetting I was pregnant till like <laughs> I was like twenty something weeks. Like sometimes I'll like run up the stairs to catch a train. I'm like, I feel heavy. I wonder why. Oh yeah, I'm pregnant. Like, you will forget. <laughs> yes. wow. It was. I didn't have any nausea. I mean, there are a couple moments when like. I smell something and it, it made me a little like uncomfortable but other than that I did not have any um, pregnancy symptoms <laughs> that's great I know someone like that um, that she was like like you like no symptoms just a little bit tired at the end yeah and that was it yeah. it's I'm like you're meant to have baby <laughs> because you know most of us do feel like a lot different than that that experience so once you uh, were reaching your you know the end of the trimester was there anything that you wanted to prepare for postpartum because i that's the stage i'm in right now like i think i want i need to prepare like the palm broth and like food in advance just in case it was more like um I, I knew that I could trust my husband because he helps me do those things. Okay. Like, we do it together. Ho- um, bone broth, he does it mainly. I just okay. kind of, like, watch him, I guess. <laughs> Remind him. Make yeah, sure. like, hey, it's running out. <laughs> or sometimes he knows it's running out. <laughs> um, so, um, 
Because I knew that we're not getting so much help from families in Japan. Like, it's it's a long flight to come yes. here. And then plus, it's expensive to stay. My place is just one-bedroom apartment. So I couldn't, ha- like, ask them to stay here, like, here for, like, a month. You know, it was, like, a one week from each family. So um, knowing that my husband can handle those things uh, was very, like, crucial. So that, like, because I know I won't be so mobile. And I don't want to be too mobile like a day after birth so knowing that he can you know do those things yeah. that's great and was it something that you guys talked about or because your relationship has been you know established for so long you just assumed yeah it just happened i mean he like it, this is so funny um um so the day after so, so i think uh, my daughter was born like close to midnight and the next morning, I couldn't move so much, but I was laying down on the couch with the ba- my baby. And he's doing something in the kitchen, but like, I'm just too tired to be aware of, like, to, to be conscious of what exactly he's doing. And and then I realized he's actually, uh, like, he took care of my placenta. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so w- did you do anything with the placenta? Well, so he cut it up, like, he, he like, cut it like, like, how do you say, like, there's different parts, apparently. I didn't get to see it so much, so I don't okay. know, but there's, like, a skin covering it, and then the cord, like, he separated them all, and then he's, he, like, saved some for, like, uh, freezer, like, the fresh ones that we decided to put in, like, the juice, I mean, the smoothie for my postpartum, but, um, a lot of it I wanted to keep for my menopause, because that's the best, um, I guess stabilizer for a menopause oh, wow. hormone. Yeah, when when you go through like a crazy hormone Very change, the yeah. placenta works. Yeah. I never I always hear like after birth, like yeah, after people encapsulate it. Yeah, but never heard for. So he he for like, that. I guess chop it up or like I think he 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 like sliced them thinly and then put it in the mm-hmm. oven at low temperature so they're like dehydrated. I think he did it for a couple hours, like five or six hours, and then after that he vitamixed it and made into powder like he did all that <laughs> and, and I you were just know. laying there yeah <laughs> but that's awesome yeah so um, so does he always love the kitchen i guess he, doesn't he just have did a it for you oh yeah he doesn't have a choice i mean, I, I love to say he, he loves the kitchen <laughs> or we love the kitchen but i i think yeah there's no, there's no choice yes. you gotta do it yeah you have to do it so tell me a little bit about like the delivery. You said she was born midnight. Like when did the construct uh, contractions start? Also, this is a tricky part um, because we didn't go to hospital. I don't know how to like know like okay, this is the start of the the birth. Like, right, it's tricky. The start of labor. Yeah, start of the labor. Um, uh, I woke up the in the morning like like three four a.m. and to go to the bathroom and I think I, I saw blood so as soon as I saw blood I was like okay that's the mucus bug I'm probably giving birth in a couple hours so I decided to just like stay asleep for it as long as, long as possible so wise <laughs> yeah go to um, sleep yeah so and then I, I had this like don't bother me like like I guess aura so my, my husband just left me alone for that day and then I think it's it started to um, not painful, but like I, I um, you know, the Braxton Hicks or the the pressure, I, it got bigger. I think close to noon, um, 
but we we were not sure if that's the day or like what to do. But mm-hmm. I was still comfortable. I could talk. You know, it wasn't painful. So, um, and then I think around like three, four in the afternoon, um, it started to go more um, stronger. So we decided to you know, um, I think talked our doula uh, and then the and and the midwives. Um, Carol was the one that day, and I, we kept telling like we're not too sure, and and she was like, "What makes you think you're not? You know, like this isn't it." And I was, and we were like, "Oh, because we don't know how it's supposed to feel. Like, like we're so confused." And one one reason was uh, my my contractions or my like when we started to time it, it was all chaotic, like like twenty thirty minutes apart, and then ten minutes. Like it wasn't like. Yeah, the, the textbook, so, yeah. Right. So, um, but it was definitely getting stronger. So I think around five-ish, my doula came and checked us out, and she happens to or Laura. She ha- she works for the midwife, so the communication was smooth. I think she called um, Carol that, uh, like it seems like it. So around six p.m., uh, Carol came and and uh, checked me. I think like take the blood pressure, you know, like see how the cervix is. I. I forgot how many centimeters it was open but um it was still like six-ish and I could still I could feel that like <clears throat> it's gonna take a while so I asked them to go have dinner and I think they left for like an hour but <clears throat> in that like hour like I started to kind of feel like it's like I'm like semi-pushing I wasn't sure like like uh, my body something wanted to come out yeah like my body was like doing something different so we asked them to come back around 7 p.m and then i think i broke my water like 8 8 8 39 ish and the pushing was the hardest thing it's very funny it's comical it's (laughs) not comic no no it's very comic i was laughing while i was going through that oh my god um because because um uh Yeah, continue. Yeah, I was pushing funny because that's the hardest thing. Yeah, and <clears throat> the hardest part was my, my contractions were apart, like ten minutes apart sometimes. Okay. So like I felt like I had made a pro- uh, progress, but then like because of that time in between, like I felt like the baby's going back a little. So yes, I had to I had to true. continue like for a long time. But the funniest part was I, I was using the wrong muscle to push. Um. So Carol was like, you're you you're, um you're doing the like you're using a wrong muscle. You have to use the one you use when you're constipated for pooping. And and I've never okay. been constipated in my life. Oh my <laughs> but I was pooping all over Not the even place. Pregnant? Nothing? No, I didn't have any. Like oh. still now, like I don't know what that is. Okay. <clears throat> and, so that was the wrong thing to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I was pooping all over. Like okay. as I pushed. Like a lot of poops were coming out, <laughs> but then the baby wasn't, and I wasn't sure which muscle to use. So I was, I was laughing. Okay, I get it. <laughs> like, no, this is not the right hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pushing it. The poop is coming out, not the baby. And so like Carol had to like, uh, kind of put her fingers in me and then be like, these are the the muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so every time the contraction happened, I was I had to ask her to come back. Like, I was like, could you could you point to that muscle? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So 
Because you got a lesson. <laughs> yeah. There. And then also, like, finding the, the position, birth position, okay. was also a little bit tough for us. Like, I tried a many... <clears throat> I guess positions and it didn't work it didn't it didn't feel right so mm-hmm. but laura my doula was the one who um suggested this uh position where like my husband was sitting on the couch and 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 i squatted like reclining on him okay. like in between his um legs as he held my weight and that worked really great um so yeah my daughter was born that way <laughs> like three minutes before the due date so oh wow that's amazing so once she came out and how did you feel like once you like it's over you know like what was do you remember any of the thoughts that came at that time oh i just remember like like wow like that was a lot a lot of work like it wasn't so much pain it's more like a lot of work and because i was confused with the muscle issue and uh, figuring out the the position like i think we i took a lot of detours um yeah because you're trying you know you're trying to figure out like what works best and when you feel uncomfortable it's like no let's just do something else yeah so it is it, i mean it is a lot of work and um did you feel like empowered afterwards like i could do anything attitude or were you just like too tired? Oh, I was so tired. I was like, oh, let me let me rest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can go to sleep now. Yes. yes. How was um the experience like after you know you delivered with the midwives? Like, how did they take care of you afterwards? Oh, they're they're wonderful. Like um, they stayed in touch. Um, I could text them anytime, and now with you know new technology, like I could take photos and and tell them like is this normal like those things what um they're very supportive and that that's one of the reasons why i chose um midwives over doctors like i i don't think you can really bother a doctor at 3 a.m in the morning with you know photos of like your bloody pad or something (laughs) yeah it's very true they they really have a touch for what they do yeah so much love and you cannot get that service or you know that quality of care any anywhere because yeah. as long as like the baby's born they just worry about the baby and like you're supposed to walk and do all these things yeah and they don't have patience because yeah. i know my sister she went through the she's older than me and she went through the whole hospital thing and it's great because that's what she wanted for her but like how she was taking taking care of like those two yeah. three days in the <laughs> hospital it was very traumatizing yes, like, I for think her. So. Yeah, so I understand that part. Um, so you mentioned that they would, you know, take care of you afterwards by answering your questions. And how was having a doula during the process also helped you? Um, we we needed her because she was the one who suggested this position that without it, like, I'm sure it took longer or maybe I would have ended up in the hospital because of two long hours of pushing or, you know. <clears throat> so, um, and also she, uh, she takes photos too. So, uh, uh, like, at the end we have photos of the, the process too. So it was just, like, I, I just, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so nice. And how was your po- how did you take care of you of you postpartum? Did you have any um, advice from mom, like to take well, to do certain things? Well, in Japan they say um, 
try to rest for the the hundred days after, so that's about three months. And <clears throat> because other than otherwise, um, you uh, when you ha- when you hit menopause, it it'll be t- very chaotic. <clears throat> so um, I mean that's a very common knowledge in Japan. So um, I tried to just take it easy, like let my husband, you know, help me with like cooking and cleaning and yeah, yeah. And was there something? Because I've heard that, and you'll tell me if it's true. When you give birth afterwards, like having the bomb broth works, but also like you guys eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. And like salmon, like fatty oh, fish, yeah, like fish for like yeah. you know to help you recover. Yeah. Nothing too cold. No, nothing cold. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I think eat seasonal is the answer. If it like if you give birth in the summer, I think eating something. Like salad, that makes sense, because you don't want to be too hot. Right. <clears throat> Those vegetables that grow like above the ground are meant to, you know, up- make our body cooler. So, I think if we eat like there's no tomatoes growing in the winter. So, like if you stay with seasonal food, um, I think it does the best for the body and okay. mind. Yeah. So you was there any activities you weren't supposed to do during those a hundred days? Uh, well, yes, and like like um, I was doing yoga when I was pregnant. Um, I didn't start for like a while. I think like I started. In, I mean, um, my uh, I gave birth in March. I think I started going like in July. So for a while, um, I wasn't exercising. It was really just resting, taking it easy. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And how was your breastfeeding journey? Because I know like one of the benefits of having this natural birth is that breastfeeding tends to go a little easier, but um, it's not always the case. So how was your experience with breastfeeding? It was tough for me because um, uh, I think it's a combination of my my daughter had a tongue tie. Okay. And also I think um, like my my nipples I think were like smaller or it's, mm-hmm. like it just like the. the <clears throat> Um, it, we we weren't like the best match for the best feeding. Um, so, the first couple months, um, like I was bleeding a lot through my breast, and I was having like um, the you know when like it's like a cloggish. Yes. Yeah, or like the like the the like the the milk stuck in the nipple, like you can see the the clot. Yes. Yeah, like those things were happening a lot. So I was getting fever easily because of the lymph nodes so close to the oh, breast. Wow. So. Uh, I did not have the best experience. Like it was more painful. The breasts, the breastfeeding, and the breast issues were so much more painful than the birth. Um, it was more complicated. <clears throat> yeah. I think the tongue tongue tied is what makes it so bad. Did you find out early on that she had a tongue tie, or was it afterwards? Well, like I think we, um, we knew there was some kind of issue because I was having such a bad, like the first two weeks, like I. I really had trouble breastfeeding, but um, the doctor, I think, took him, like, three, four weeks to diagnose her, like, okay, she might have a tongue tie, um, let's, like, like go see a specialist, you know, and then she mm-hmm. had that procedure to the clip procedure, the, yeah. yeah, so, I, um, around, like, four months after, it was getting easier, but until then, like, a lot of, like, I would do the, the pumping, and ha- see, like, the red tints from my blood, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How did you overcome that? Because it's such a, like, you're in such an emotional state. Yeah. And, you know, you, you gave birth and then it's supposed to go smoothly, but then it's 
is not and yeah. then you have all these hormones yeah and trying then the to regulate is like every two hours like it's yeah. not like you do it and then have a rest for like another day like it wasn't that way so it was very very um yeah it was dramatic very very i was really stressed out i think and also because i didn't want to use um the formula i think i bought a can just to feel um like a like an escape in my mind and in my kitchen but i i'm so glad i never used it um because i really wanted to do pure breast milk um feeding so because it's it's as natural as it can get and it, and the benefits are just so amazing so um yeah I'm, I'm grateful for myself that i get i got to do it even though i was yes. going through such a horrible was was there any um like mentally did you put yourself like this is my only option or was there was there a turning point for you to say you know like kind of because you said you were helpful for yourself that you got through it was there anything like helped you through it because Um, i could imagine that that was probably really just my stubbornness (laughs) yes i decided this I'm going to go through with it. (laughs) Yeah. And then also support from, like, my husband and my family. Like, they were there, and they understood the the issue. Like, I had to ask, um, how do you call those, oh, I'm forgetting, the the people who help you with breastfeeding, the... The lactation consultant? Yeah, yeah, I had to hire her, come, like, two or three times, and my family are very supportive. Like, they, they understood that, and... <clears throat> okay, yeah, so that was so very good. The combination of like the Both. support and, and your decision. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, so after the procedure was done, then I'm guessing it was a lot easier. It didn't change immediately after. Mm-hmm. I felt like because she was growing up, and that also like you know like they're getting a little bit bigger. So like I feel like the combination of her growth and then the the procedure and then also maybe I was getting used to it too mm-hmm. yeah so it took a while like three four months and how long did you breastfeed for uh two and a half and or did almost you do, like, like three yeah was it were you the lucky one that she stopped on her own or did you try to stop her because sometimes when uh, they go longer it takes uh, some trick to it to stop I I think um I think we just like we had a discussion like maybe next month it's we're stopping maybe like next week like we we introduced it slowly and then even though we decided like okay today is the last day um like a couple days later she wanted to come back and I didn't say no like I just let her um so that's why like two and a half was the the like a milestone but then it, it kept going for a couple like month after like randomly on and off yeah um yeah so um it was very like slow transition i think like gentle too that's very good so now she's three and a half and we were talking about a little bit about you know you guys diet is very natural Uh, what were like her first foods that you introduced to her oh so those are very um it's not conventional at all i hope no one will like report us um so Weston price foundation and the gaps diet they recommend feeding um eggs raw egg yolk and also like raw liver chicken liver 
Um, so we, we did that. You tried both. Those <clears throat> yeah. were her first. Yeah. And then the bone broth. Like, we, we mixed the bone broth. Um, yeah. And, yeah, th- those were, like, the very first foods that we gave to her. And afterwards, um, how did you start? Because I know I have the book also, and I, okay. I the same thing I did with my son. Oh, wow. Um, and I did. I do notice a little bit of a difference that he eats this variety of foods now that he's three, but he now chooses like what he wants. It's still healthy, but yeah. he chooses like sometimes he doesn't want this, or he doesn't want that. So how how is now toddlerhood for? Well, she Your loves daughter. to eat. Like, that's the main reason she's living almost. Like, I say food is, like, this will be served soon. And then she just stops, like, behaving, you know, badly or something. So it's really funny. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's great because my husband and I, we love to eat too. So, like, I, I'm lucky that our um, toddler is that way. The funniest thing is sometimes, like, at a restaurant, we have to ask the server to take away the food so she stops eating. Oh. <laughs> Because she's just eating too much. I'm like, please take these away. I don't want to feed her more. <laughs> yeah. It was very good, thank you. But yes. that's it. It's enough. Yes. Um, what are her favorite foods? Black and bland. Oh, really? Rare. That's so if it's good. not rare, she'll complain. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she has a taste for that. Yeah. Well, those are the foods we're... Like, we haven't given her macaroni and cheese. I think it's really common here. I haven't given it to her yet. I actually don't make that at home, so that's one reason. Um, two and a half was when we started to feed her with little grain, like bread and rice, but those are all still like, um, ho- like homemade. So, like her first bread was that um, we we started bringing her to uh, Brooklyn Waldorf School's parent and child um, class, that where they actually bake the bread together. So that was the first bread. So we were really like that whole you know opportunity was just wonderful yeah yeah that's so good and um now that she's three you mentioned that uh you having a different it's a different lifestyle from you know having a newborn so what is your routine like with her now oh um right now she's going to a nursery school so um um in the morning um either my husband or I take her to the school after breakfast and then she she's there till three and then uh, she goes to bed at six still so as soon as she gets home like three thirty four ish she has her dinner and then takes a shower like bedtime routine then goes to sleep by six so it's it's very simple but uh, we keep the rhythm the same rhythm every day even on weekends she she like we 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 try to um, let her go to bed at six. Yeah. Okay. So now that she's going to um, nursery school, how did you? Was it a hard transition for you that she's going away from you, or was it like yes? It was great. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <a> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do like while the time that she's well, away? Right now, it's a little, because um, it just. It's been like from middle of September, so it has it has been just a little bit more than a month. But there's so many things that um, at her nursery school that parents can be involved in, and and um, I ended up being involved in so many things. So now I'm trying to like see, like okay, how do I you know, in, like it start start to like introduce my time and <laughs> this true. yeah. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out. Um, 
It's such a when whenever we get a little bit of time, we put more tasks to yes. do than what we had before. Yes. So it's great that you're getting, you know, your the time to be at the nursery school and participating. But now it's yeah. I guess transition for you to find yeah some time for yourself and I kind of get back to yes you know your own time is there anything that besides um you mentioned that you do yoga for yourself that you try to you know take care of your body is there anything else that you would like to share with us that you do like for your mental health or meditation or oils the types of meditation i do is a little bit different um uh um the one so that was taught by the healer that um I met before pregnancy and um we do it like by standing and really it's like scanning our body and sometimes through that like we see you know memories from the past like we almost go through the memory again so like we we try to let the body go through it and see how the body you know reacts to it sort of so it's not like a focus like like zen meditation okay so yeah. do you need to go somewhere to do that or you it's do the scanning for your like you do it on your own like yeah. they teach you the techniques how to do yeah. it is there something like do they say that you have to you know think about your day or see where it's painful like how, how yeah, does it work yeah you can do it that way too like let's say something is painful you can focus on that pain like why is it why is the body reacting that way? What is it trying to say? Because, <clears throat> um, um, like, let's say it could be because of a posture that you're having that you're pulling some muscle or, you know, putting too much pressure on some, some location in the body. So why are you in that posture? Like, why why is your body and mentally, like, why are you, why is it necessary for you to be in that posture? So, but it's not really reasoning logically it's more um like letting the body open up and share those instead of like you thinking and kind of um dissecting you know like your movement or like it it does it it shouldn't require using your brain too much like that's the whole purpose of, it's more filling it out yeah and that takes a lot of practice how yeah. long do you do it for and when Oh, um, I like to do it before I go to sleep. Um, it depends, but like fifteen minutes. Yeah. So you just put a timer. No, just like um, like um, no, I I just know like okay, that was enough, sort of. Okay, so yeah. you feel like it's done. <clears throat> yeah. And that's usually around fifteen minutes. Yeah, or so. usually I get exhausted. So. Okay. Yeah. That's very good. I never heard of that. I always thought of. I only heard of like the breathing. And, yeah saying some mantra or stuff like that but really analyzing your body and your thoughts that would be very helpful well thank you so much for your time and coming here to see me and i really appreciate your you know your story and all the tips you have given us thank you thank you now's approach to parenting may seem very complicated in our lives because of all the natural things that she does but in this episode she broke it down that it's so doable and that could actually save us time and it can 
also improve the health of our children and ourselves as well. So thank you so much now for all the wisdom uh, of not just sharing your birth story, but also sharing about tips on how to live healthier lives. And if you're listening, thank you so much for all the time you have given me to listen to this episode. And please, if you can follow us on Instagram at Parenting in Queens, if you'd love to be featured in one of our episodes, just send me a message. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much again.